0: can't stay mad at LaGuerta Deb and Lundy rule out a bathtub killer suspect and Dexter just needs one good night's sleep and the baby says denied what did you guys think of this episode overall
1: I thought it was a pretty good episode um, I mean keeping in the good faith of episode, or season 4 being uh, the best uh, again I was like back to back hits so yeah I thought it was
2: pretty solid this, I also thought it was a good episode. Solid. This was such a great episode. The this was, in my opinion, one of the the biggest, uh, the highest state uh, cliffhangers that we've had on this show. Uh, I, I thought they handled it very well, and it was it was legit. Like you thought they were going to kill racing. Dexter
0: in episode one of the season.
2: N- <laughs> no, no, like. The body being in the car, mm. um, it, it like it had my heart racing. I was like, "Oh God, yeah. what are, what are they going to do?"
3: Yeah, so far this season, they're doing things that are really unexpected and changing the formula.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Dexter is upside down in his totaled car. Firefighters are working to get him out and onto a stretcher. Dexter thinks that the body is still in the back of the trunk. The EMTs find a bag in a car, but it turns out to just be Harrison's prescription. Due to Dexter's head injury, the doctors want to keep him awake for 12 hours for observation. Dexter's about to sneak out, but Rita arrives, terrified that Dexter was seriously hurt. After a few hugs, he successfully gets Rita to walk out with him. Now Dexter has to figure out how to deal with the body without falling asleep before someone else finds it. Dexter grabs a cabin to work. Angel and LaGuerta are working out logistics to not show up to work at the same time. Angel muses about what would happen if they did show up together. Lundy stops Dexter in the parking lot to ask about the blood sample from under the tiles. Dexter doesn't have any updates and sends Lundy to talk to Deb since she's the lead on that case. John Lithgow is doing a crossword by the beach and people watching. He stops on a middle-aged woman that appears to be walking with her daughter there's tense music as he stands and continues to see them walk. Dexter goes to his wrecked car, but all that's in the hidden space are his tools. He now believes that the body was thrown from the car during the accident. Angel calls Dexter and asks him to go to a new crime scene. Dexter says he's on a way, but heads to the, his own crash site first.
1: So, so like, I, I really... Go ahead. Um. Well, I, I thought this was, yeah, I thought this was really, like, a lot to put... Dexter into uh, right out of the gate you know second episode it doesn't necessarily slow down it kind of just speeds up which I thought was really fun because there's a lot happening still um, with Dexter and all the things there but then to splice in just a little bit of the Trinity killer stuff and like you still don't get anything there's no words spoken there's there's it's just creepy and eerie and different and it's and that's fun. Uh so I, I really appreciate again like that keeping it fresh and and different than what it has been before.
0: Yeah I thought about this too and I thought that um if they hadn't gotten someone as as well known as John Lithgow in that role that they wouldn't have been able to get away with that. They they couldn't cast an unknown actor and just have random scenes of him doing stuff. Um, like they do. Like obviously by the end of the last episode we saw him kill someone, so we know a little bit more about him, but it it really helps that it draws our attention to the fact that this guy's important because he's being played by a renowned actor.
2: It, it, I think one of the things that works to the benefit of this show is it had been a long time since Raising Kane. So, recently, at least in respects to the show, John Lithgow had been in comedies. Uh, He had just come off of, what, uh, Third Rock from the Sun, not too terribly long before this. And so a lot of the people watching it were probably when they saw him expecting some sort of comedic role and he was just delivering this menacing performance it was so good
0: yeah they originally cast uh french stewart for this part but uh, it just didn't work out so they got john Lithgow instead <laughs> That makes sense. Oh wow! No, I'm joking. I'm that. completely joking. <laughs> no, I, like, hey,
3: I couldn't tell if that was real or yeah. not. Like,
0: yeah. He sold it. Know, <laughs> he sold
2: it. He huh? like... sold
3: that really well. I was thinking, I don't remember hearing that, but maybe. <laughs> but really, no, nobody like... else could have done this role as perfectly as he does. He is just perfect, perfect for it.
0: Yeah, I was just making the third rock from the sun connection there, <laughs> I and mean, like. Yeah, who would be the worst for choice for this character? Oh yeah, French Stewart. <laughs> French Stewart that's would be
3: the worst choice for most characters. Yeah,
2: that's true.
1: That's a fun game to play. <laughs> uh, like taking uh, taking a, a major actor in a in a role that they're really well known for, but then connecting them to someone else on another thing they've done, and that's the person that was actually pitched to do it first. Yeah, like that's a whole <laughs> game, man. I like that game a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Masuka tells Deb that uh, he, he noticed she's wearing perfume could it be for Frank Lundy Deb says I already have a boyfriend who's coming home tonight and if you smell me again I'll punch you in the throat Laguardia shows up uh, everyone a news story on the tourist killer that prompted the mayor to call her she's putting herself in charge of the case going over Angel's head Dexter shows up at the crash site with his Dodge Stratus but all he finds is Harrison's bear. Harry appears to ask what Dexter did with a body Dexter cannot remember. Francis, the records lady, shows up the information on the blood from the old case. Deb says, if I hadn't already gone through that phase in college, I'd kiss you. Deb returns another of the CI files. So far, she's thinking that Harry wasn't so bad after all.
2: So, I don't... I don't understand why it was such a big deal that LaGuerta put herself uh, in charge of the case uh, and them viewing it as going over Angel's head. She's his boss. It's like everything she does is
0: technically over his head. Yeah, but she's doing his job. She's uh, micromanaging.
2: Well, God, somebody has to be a cop there. It, yeah, it <laughs> feels
1: a little.
3: Too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it feels a little contrived, like, okay, now we're going to put these two characters in a romantic relationship, but there's clearly, like, a status thing happening in terms of work, uh, and then also their own personal lives and everything, so, yeah, it's like, wh- why can't it just work the way it's supposed to work, and yes, she's a micromanager, but at the same time, like, the mayor should, it, it should trickle down, I guess, in terms of hierarchy. It's like the writers are just trying to write conflict, where there, there shouldn't necessarily have to be conflict.
0: Yeah, I think it's the kind of thing that If they weren't in a relationship Angel would just shrug and go whatever She's taken over But yeah. because they are it feels like More of a slight Um, I was waiting for her To tell him that She did it just to Like maintain their cover Like she did something That she would normally do that looked like She was being mean to Angel but That never came either So -mm. LaGuardia's a mess. She doesn't know what she wants. (laughs) Uh, The journalist that wrote up the story crosses the police tape again to talk to Quinn. He tells her to go back behind the tape. LaGuardia shows up in time to see her walk back. LaGuardia takes notify. LaGuardia takes notifying the next of kin away from Angel. Dexter looks sick and walks outside to get some air and ends up finding blood on a cactus. Lundy joins Deb at a picnic table. He pulls out a box of sushi. All that cream cheese wasn't helping my cholesterol. Deb says this situation is weird. They haven't even seen each other or had any other kind of correspondence, and now Lundy's back without even telling her he's in Miami. Lundy agrees that he should have let her know, but he was trying to keep his quote-unquote task force a secret, which his task force so far is him and kind of Dexter. So... <laughs>
2: And Dexter's already, like, injured himself So (laughs) uh, It's not off to
0: a good start Uh, Deb says she has a suspect In the two murders at the bathroom And Lundy asks if he can watch the interview A kid running past John Lithgow accidentally smears Bubblegum gelato on him After asking what it was uh, John Lithgow says How repulsive You better catch up with your mom You don't want to lose her Dexter's still working on the blood on the cactus. Harry appears to give him shit for taking so long. I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, Angel asks Quinn to look in the safe of the murdered man and gives Quinn the code. Quinn opens the door and finds two tall stacks of cash. He puts half into an evidence bag and the other half in his pocket, which Dexter just happens to see. Dexter and Lundy are interviewing the man who was convicted of the 1979 bathroom murder, who has since been released. He tells him he didn't commit either murder. He tells Deb he went off to score drugs, and when he got back, his wife had been murdered. He also offers an alibi for the night that the new victim was murdered. Deb and Lundy agree he's not the right guy. Lundy has a theory he wants to run by Deb over dinner. Deb hesitates and then agrees without telling Lundy about Anton. You
2: know, the, the scene with Quinn... They made such a big deal in season three with <clears throat> Team Yuki trying to show... I think we that, made
0: a bigger deal about Team Yuki, well, to be honest. To,
2: to try to make it seem like Quinn was a, a dirty cop or he took shortcuts and things like that, and he, the rest of the season is like, no, he's a great cop, and then here we are, second episode, he's taking money from a crime scene. It's just like, what? what are they doing with him?
1: Uh I'd like to point out that most American sushi has cream cheese in it.
3: <laughs> so I the same thing. Fuck you, Lundy. <laughs> 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 he's eating the wrong wrong sushi. He's not eating the good stuff anyway.
1: Yeah, if he wants to cut that out, he's got to go like sashimi or something without less, you know, americanized, but that, that's ridiculous. What a dumb line. He, he switched
0: to uh to four Philadelphia rolls a day <laughs> Oh my god
3: That's so, that's so bad <laughs> it's a pretty lateral move
1: <laughs> Yeah it's still, it's still carbs and cream cheese Like you're still It's the same diet dude Yeah Anyway That's, my, that's my
3: He's in yeah. law enforcement He's not a medical guy He doesn't know He just doesn't get it
0: And he's been Something about Miami Metro Might be rubbing off on him Like There may be some mercury in the walls there. so Yeah. Some asbestos. Uh, John Lithgow is watching the same woman from before, now at some kind of dog adoption center. Dexter makes it back to the boxing arena looking for the body. He finds a drop of blood and then tears the boxing ring apart. No luck. He goes by the pharmacy he stopped at to get Harrison's medicine and looks in the dumpsters. Harry shows up to berate Dexter some more. Gary's
3: kind of a dick in this episode, <laughs> man. He won't give him a break. Well,
0: it's so good that they're like making
2: use of James Remar to the best of his acting abilities.
0: Well, it's <laughs> it's like Dexter has a head wound and the uh the the consequence of that head wound is more hairy and a more pissed off Harry.
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and not a very nice Harry either.
0: Yeah.
2: Just is,
3: taunting him and mocking him Kind of a jerk Is
0: that one of the signs of a
2: concussion? A pissed <laughs> off father figure?
3: <laughs> the person you hallucinate becomes more aggressive <laughs>
0: Man, that guy you don't see is really mean to me today uh, Rita goes to a tow yard to see about a repair estimate for Dexter's car She finds out that far from a fender bender Dexter totaled the car and was lucky to survive Quinn tries to apologize to Dexter about screwing up his case from before. Dexter asks if they can talk later. Quinn looks concerned, probably wondering what Dexter's going to do about seeing him pocket the money at the crime scene. Harry appears to help Dexter, who has forgotten the password for the Miami Metro computer system. Turns out his password is Harry. What (laughs) the fuck, Miami Metro?
3: That's really secure. That's a very good solid password. Five
0: characters, ex- all lowercase. <laughs> I was
2: expecting it to be something like password or admin or something like that. <sighs> One, two, three,
3: four, five.
0: <laughs> a B C D E. God damn it, Dexter. <laughs> or just Dex. Yeah, Dexter DX would have a better password.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And the hit, my name, and the password is Dexter.
0: (laughs) Uh, Harry. Dexter looks through recent reports to see that no missing body parts have turned up. He chugs a Red Bull and starts thinking through his steps again. LaGuerta and Deb have one of their now trademark break room heart to hearts. LaGuerta tells Deb to get closure with Lundy. Deb tells Laguardia she looks better with her hair down.
3: Could that be any more cliche? Deb's like frantically eating Girl Scout cookies and feeling conflicted. They're talking about Laguardia's hair. It's like you get a scene with two women together and you gotta dumb it down completely. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about hair and eat Girl Scout cookies.
0: Yeah, yeah. And now their cycles are in sync.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's next week's episode. They talk about that.
0: You too. The same week. Mm. Um, <laughs> Dexter is about to leave, but LaGuerta tells everyone on the vacation murders that she's going to hold them over. She calls Quinn into her office, and Quinn gives Dexter a look, trying to figure out if Dexter busted him. Quinn starts to explain the cash to LaGuerta, but it turns out she's talking to him about his relationship with the journalist. Deb Sh- oh! That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's
1: like they're high schoolers. They're like, oh, what's he going to tell on me? Oh no, it, it, like, it should be more serious than I'm making it out to be, but then when it, we find out what it is, it's
0: like, what? Well, even Quinn That's- even <laughs> Quinn, like, just gets this big smile on his face, and he's like, I'll, I'll take care of it.
1: Yeah, right? Like, it's so silly.
0: Uh, Deb shows up at Lundy's hotel room earlier than planned to tell him about Anton. Lundy says the reason he's in Miami is that he's convinced that the bathtub murders are part of a serial killer pattern. He has a massive wall of evidence in his hotel room. Deb gets embarrassed and leaves. Uh, so, some good, a good Deb moment there. It's, not everything's about you, Deb. Rita shows up at Miami Metro to confront Dexter about lying about the accident. She tries to go confront LaGuerta, which would destroy Dexter's main way of getting out of the house, but Dexter talks her down. Dexter gets hopped up on caffeine and finds a new lead for Miami Metro to follow based on the blood, having a specific strain of syphilis, and finally gets to leave the office.
1: It's like, um, I think him and Debbie, even though they're not blood related, they still have the same capacity to get over caffeinated and have these epiphanies. And then, so they've had too much caffeine. And they're like oh you know what would sound great Is if I checked the STD records And then all of a sudden the case is cracked And you're like the trees The trees <laughs> <laughs> So I mean there's trickles There's little trickles of season 3 But you know good on him
2: yes. it, c- it could be the caffeine could be the concussion Yeah, Harry could yeah. be yelling at him It's syphilis you know
0: Quinn follows Dexter out to the car And invites him to get a drink Dexter says he has a life and Quinn is a life so just leave him alone. Angel confronts Laguerta about how she took his case. Angel lets her hair down and says, "Why are we taking our talking ourselves out of a good thing?"
3: <sighs> mm.
0: Anton gets home. Define a good thing. Yeah,
3: because
0: it ain't a good thing. Yeah, they need to get uh, uh, need to borrow a basket from Rita, I think.
2: So. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs>
3: I don't want to know about what they would do with that basket. That's something I
1: don't. <laughs>
0: Angel want to would end up breaking every bone in his body just trying to get it open.
1: <laughs> well, I feel like if uh, if like Rita's got a basket, then Masuka's got a, like a whole closet.
0: Full. <laughs> Masuka has a storage locker somewhere. Uh, like I gotta, let me re- remember the combination and just raise the the garage door on my my basket.
2: He's got one of those (laughs) rotating clauses you see in the movies but it's just like sex toys. Giant
0: Lacey Susan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That he calls Susan because he's Masuka. Uh, Anton gets home and Deb jumps on him repeating I love you. Dexter goes back to the boxing ring and gets a call from Lundy. He wants to enlist Dexter for help. Their phone conversation is intercut with Walter Mitchell watching the same woman. It's now dark outside. Lundy says that the Trinity serial killer is going to kill again. Another woman older than Lisa Bell this time.
3: It's a great speech he gives there. I don't remember specifically his wording, but it's such a good Lundy speech saying, you know, if we don't stop this, it's going to happen again. It's going to be another woman. It's just a great Lundy moment. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And then John Lithgow walks past the lady on the sidewalk. He's walking a dog and loosens the leash a little so the dog can approach her. She stops to pet the dog. Mitchell takes one of her grocery bags and carries it about four steps before they reach her house. (laughs) She takes the bag back and goes inside. He releases the dog. It wasn't really his dog. He says, okay, get lost, checkers, or whatever your name is. Uh...
1: Yeah, the four steps though is really funny, though, because she's like, "No, I'm good." I'm like, "I'm like right there," and he's like, "Well, still though, let me touch your bag."
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> "I insist," and then they literally take like four steps, and he's like, "She's like, well, this is me," and he's like, "Here you go."
3: Yeah, <laughs> really helpful. Thanks.
0: Uh, Dexter finally figures out where he hid the body. It's in a heavy bag rigged up to the ceiling, out of sight. Maybe that guy that we saw that we shouldn't have seen at the end of season one was putting it up there for him uh, <laughs> it cuts to him disposing of the body on the water and then walking into his house Harry appears and takes a credit for Dexter's core memory reverting to the code Dexter climbs in with to bed with Rita and falls asleep all he needs is one night of sleep and the baby cries and Dexter internally says fuck end of episode <laughs>
3: Dude, at that point, let Rita get up and take care of the baby. Get her up. Yeah. Don't be a hero. You haven't slept in two days.
0: Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't have what the baby needs anyway. That's that's you know that whole biological thing.
3: Exactly.
1: I thought it was funny though that the body was just like, kind of right where he left (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Because it's it's so it's such a big part of the tension from the from the the cliffhanger over into the second episode, and the core of what the second episode is about is him trying to find this body, and it's right there, and then like Harry comes in
0: and takes credit for it. Yeah, like Harry's the biggest of dicks in this. Episode. So they explain it. Is, it. They explain it at the end, and it's actually kind of a neat idea. Like he went back and he searched the boxing ring thoroughly yeah. and didn't find it and it is kind of Harry's uh, it was kind of Harry's prodding that made him figure it out because every time Harry appeared in the episode he appeared with a light shining straight into the screen and then his head came in and blocked that light out and that's how Dexter was able to figure out that it was up in the lights and that's why he couldn't Mm. see it and then when he lowers the bag that's, that's where it is and he he like cuts open the bag and there's just like a head and a foot in there and he's like okay right great
1: (laughs) good going sleep deprived Dexter
0: Yeah,
1: could have been a close one
0: yeah it's been quite a while since he's had any sleep but uh, I think the only real casualty is the the impulse van the impulse purchase van from season 2 so, uh, this episode was directed by Brian Kirk. This was the only episode of direct. Uh, this was the only episode of Dexter he directed. He is also directed for Game of Thrones and The Tudors. The writer is Charles H. Egley, um, who worked on Steven Bochco's stuff in the '90s, and wrote and produced for seasons three and four. Wrote two episodes for both of those seasons. This is his third total episode written of Dexter. And he uh, went on to become a producer on The Walking Dead. What's the best line of the episode?
2: I actually liked one of the lines towards the beginning when uh, when they're checking on Dexter, uh, and he's saying, what are uh, somebody says like what's in the trunk of the car?" And he's like, "Dead body or, or something like that. He said, the name of the, the name of the person he killed, I can't think of it now. But I thought it was amusing.
0: Well, when they find the bag, he's like, "We found a bag in your car." Oh,
2: that's it. Yeah, it's, and he's like, "What's in the bag?" And he, he says the Taurus. name of the person, Torres. Yeah, and <laughs> I I found that amusing
0: because yeah, uh, my I didn't oh, think right. uh, I I I didn't think that uh, he still had the body with him. It didn't. I didn't feel that way at the end of episode. One so I think his head injury just completely made him forget what he did with it. I actually went
3: with Lundy's whole little speech um, about why they needed to catch the bathtub killer. I just liked what he said. Mm -hmm.
1: I like that you call him the bathtub killer. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's what Miami well, Metro you know, calls what, him.
3: Yeah, I think that's what they're calling him so far, because he's not officially dubbed Trinity, right? Except just by Oh
0: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah thing, right? that's just yeah. in yeah, Lundy's paper. Miami alert.
3: Metro calls him the Bathtub Killer. That's I'm just true. using the Miami
2: Metro lingo. Oh God, it's rubbing off on Brooke. <laughs> 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 you
1: know. Uh, uh, my line was um, just one more, just one murder-free day, Miami. That's all I ask for. Mm-hmm.
0: That was good uh, How about worst line of the episode
2: Why are we trying to talk ourselves out of a good thing uh, It's just like
3: eh,
0: Oh no eh.
3: Does Dexter's password count as a line That would be it
0: Uh-oh.
3: Harry
1: um i think deb saying i love you to anyone ever is probably just the worst line (laughs) it's like deb don't don't say that because you probably don't mean it or don't know what it means and then also that person's gonna die
0: so (laughs) or try to kill you (laughs) with the death vagina yeah that hasn't hasn't been a problem for a whole season now
2: Mm, that, it almost her, got him. That does, Her vagina didn't yeah. kill anyone last season. It almost got him. It got him, it got him skinned. Anton,
3: Anton got skinned.
2: Yeah. 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 It's like he paid a price.
0: Well. <laughs> I mean, you mess with the ancient voodoo secrets of the death vagina, and things are going to go wrong. Uh, how about the Chickie Hines Memorial performance of the episode?
3: Lundy.
1: Okay. Um, I yeah, I switched it up on this one. I think Lundy was still a good choice, but uh, I went with, even though he's a big dick, James Remar as uh, Harry, because it's fun to see him playing different, I think, as opposed to what we're normally seeing him be like, Dexter, I'm so concerned. And now he's like, You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Dude
2: that. New Harry. Um, even though
0: Harry's a big dick, a big Harry dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'll go with Lundy. It's it's good to have him back on the show And he He had uh, mo- more screen time This episode so
0: I'd give it to uh, Rita's stockpile of sex toys So Okay, nothing on that. Okay, thanks, well,
2: was guys. That, that was the last <laughs> episode. Was that that was,
1: yeah, yeah. That was all right. Fine, episode one. Right.
0: Gosh,
3: <laughs> I, was, I was trying to process what was just happening.
2: No, yeah, it's episode one. That's. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did that happen this episode? Did she try it again? He's injured.
0: <laughs> he has a head wound. <laughs> Her, yeah, he's a, going to a, a hairy a hairy dickhead wound. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, thanks everybody for helping out with the episode, thanks everybody who listens, and uh, we'll see you